Welcome back to another late night cerebral chat, if I can say that, if I can call it that. I'm not super excited right now, not because I'm not excited about life. It's just that for me, I am so relaxed right now. If you didn't know, um, I was under the weather for the last few days and I'm about 90% there. I think it's an accumulation of me being so excited to move forward with my personal projects and the revamping of every aspect of my platform. And with that completion of the new, of the projects we've been working on, that brings me into a different mindset of being able to think better, to be in nature, peace, no noise, just nature and allowing my thoughts to flow freely and having even more time now to dedicate myself to sharing what's inside of me. For those who are interested, some people may say, well, you're a nice guy, Skirt, but we don't really love what you do. <laughs> and that's okay. You know, everybody has a preference of what they like and what they don't like. And I've also decided to be more true to myself and not to be so nice to let deceitful individuals either use me or have so much influence over what my true feelings are. And that's something we have to really be careful of because we can have people slowly but surely wiggle their way into your life and it just, you find yourself on a different path. You find yourself on a different course outside of what you set out to do. And your emotional, cerebral, and spiritual GPS system, you will feel off. So everything from now will be centered. Everything from now will come from my heart and to be true to myself. And it really feels good to have my own personal playground that has so many decades, so many years, actually, just two decades and two years, 22 years, moving into a 23rd year. And to have this level of maturity on being online for that long period of time daily in the things that I've learned in the instincts that I've developed so this is going to be the sweetest time for me. So that being said, here's a topic that I wanted to speak on for a very long time, but didn't realize it. And there's so much inside of me swirling around. Let me, let me adjust myself and get myself comfortable here. I don't know which way I was sitting up on this couch, <laughs> but expect more of these because the more of the energies that have pulled away and I have pushed away leaves me clearer in my thinking and leaving me in an effortless way to move. I always use this analogy. When you're a little kid, child, sorry, we're not goats. And you are walking home from school and you have that book bag and you have books that you have to bring home, maybe a little extra to go home and study. 
So you're with your friends walking and you have this book bag on your shoulder and you don't really realize how you don't have had when you're friendly with this person or that person or they want to be at the helm of everything you do. To be free of that, oh God, it feels so good. So I will carry my mics and my cameras with me when everything is done soon in a few days. And wherever I go, if I have a need to express, I will. Whether it's video or audio, I promise that to you. So, like I was beginning to say, what I wanted to speak about. I wanted to speak about those people in our lives who just don't give us love. So what do you mean love, Lance? It could be acknowledgement. It could be romantic love. It could be love in the way that you need it. So we know we have different love languages. We have people who they're very touchy when they're around you. They like to cuddle. They like to kiss. They like to hug. This is how they show their love. Of course, they're going to respect you and to do the things for you that you need to have done as is respected of both parties. But the icing on the cake in their expression is that certain particular way that they express love to you. Now you have the other people who may express love by how they do things for you. They cook you dinner. They keep the house clean. They pay the bills. Even though you both are contributing to paying the bills or one person and the other one stays home, whichever way it is. But they take charge of actually putting the finances to the people that you owe money to, whether it's to the computer or writing it up. We all have different talents and abilities in our relationships and what we offer to that next person. And while each person in this relationship should be complete unto themselves. Well, sometimes one person may have a certain forte more so than the other one. One person might cook better and the other person can cook, but they can't produce the gourmet meals in a few seconds like the other one can and so on and so forth. So you have an interlocking of talents and abilities that really enhance both people because of the union. But. By themselves, they should be complete, not needing the other person, except for the feeling that they have of love and needing to be with them and to bring something to them. Well, you have some people who are not able to give you. They're just not able to do that. But there are others that refuse to give you what you need. Now we can say up to a point. Proximities. Friendships. Um, the romantic. Committed relationships. The whole range of it. These people. When they see. You. As a loving person. With the ability to receive. And to give love. Because they are not able to give love in the way that the other person needs it. They're not able, but they're not doing it either. See, 
they'll have a resentment toward you because you have the ability to ability to breathe with your love. You give, you receive. You give, you receive. It doesn't have to be tit for tat. It doesn't have to be, well, you do something for me and I do something for you. You give freely because the next person in a proper relationship, in a relationship that's balanced and in tune, will breathe with you. You see, you ever see newborn kittens that they kind of reformulate their positioning to each other when they sleep? The same positioning that they had when they were in the womb. And they fit together. Just fit, they spoon each other. And when you see them breathe, there's a synchronization with their breathing, all of them. And if one is off, it just begins the process. You see the first one inhale, the second one inhale, the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, depending on how many kittens are in that litter. And they're still connected as though they're in the womb. And that's a beautiful thing, and that's a lesson. Meaning that even when you're out of the womb, you're still connected, right? And so they go on to get older and older, and they don't sleep with each other like that. But you may catch them every now and then needing that, and they can give that to each other, that womb experience. So why can't we, as fully functional human beings, do this? Well, if we can't, we're not fully functional. We're not fully developed. So you have to think about the womb experience for these individuals. What was it like for them that they're not able to give you the love that you need, even when they say they love you or they're committed to you, they just refuse? Well, see, here's the thing. They can't give you what they never received in their life. If they never received a hug from their mother or their father or both, how are they going to have the sense to give that to you? And see, they know that they're not doing what you need if you need this kind of love. Because you have some people who both are emotionally deficient and bankrupt, who live dry existences. Not that your love language has to be touchy-feely all the time. But when you don't have that, that, that warmth that you should have gotten from your mother and your father, which you can pretty much survive without as much from the father, from what I've seen, but it's that motherly love that you really need. And when you don't get it, when you don't get it, it might impair you. It might put you at a handicap, but it also may make you appreciate that type of love in exchange, right? So we're not speaking about that. The overcomers who can actually have a, a full relationship because they know what they didn't get, almost like the father who said, you know what? My father wasn't in my life, but I'm going to be a damn good father because I'm going to do what he didn't do plus everything else. You have good fathers that way, right? They can take something passed down the bloodline. Maybe the grandfather was loving to that father who was cold to his child in a way, but you can overcome that. Well, those people won 
whether they're in something or not. I'm not speaking about those. I'm going to narrow it down even more. I'm going to narrow it down to the people who have never received love. I'll focus on the mother who had a cold hearted mother who just gave them food, kept a place to stay pretty much okay, but also made you slave, made you do doing as love for those people, not giving of yourself to nurture, to embrace, to motivate. When you have sisters and brothers in these situations, it's like you're all one. That mother never acknowledges each child as an individual to bring forth the individual strong points and traits that need bringing up. It's just one size fits all. You all eat. You all go to sleep. You all have your clothes on. You go to school. You come back. You do your chores. But there's no pre-development before these children go out into the world. So they don't have a sense of individuality. They did not have the encouragement of the parents or the mother. They were left in this phase of life to fend for themselves. So when they get to be teenagers and beyond, when they get around someone who it's quite evident was nurtured properly, who was raised properly, who was catered to, not spoiled, but catered to like an expensive sports car where every detail in that tune-up was taken care of so it can run efficiently in the world without any emotional hang-ups. These people who are deficient and unable to show full love, they never knew. But when they see people who had it in their upbringing, they resent it. And it's these types now, not the types who have overcome, but these types who are mad at you because you have so much love in your heart because you received it and you know how to express it on so many different levels. So it doesn't mean where you have to be touchy feely and that's it. But like a vehicle that has five gears, or more and has an automatic transmission it can shift automatically through the many gears as needed as the terrain presents itself as flatland as a hill as a very sandy terrain where the wheels have to spin slow but sure it can give you a smooth ride no matter what's around it these people they don't have that ability. So in your business dealings or your dealings with coworkers or your dealings with in-laws or your dealings with family, could be cousins, uncles, whatever, whatever proximity a person has to you, when they were deficient in their upbringing, and treated basically quite cruel, I would call it that, then they're going to come up knowing that you have something that they never had. And those types 
have a choice. Either they overcome it or they just focus their energies on being resentful. See, I know it hurts a lot of people within my former circles and maybe some in my current circle that it is well known that I had a very, very, very happy and nurturing childhood. And I am not going to apologize for that. And it has helped me in my life to be so resilient. No matter what happened to me or around me. In my personal life, because I had a storehouse. I had a full tank of many different types of love fed into me. So it's like going to a refrigerator when you're hungry. And going to a well-equipped kitchen. We're not supposed to be eating in the middle of the night, but sometimes you just can't resist the urge. Your body just says, I have to eat something. And you go to that refrigerator. And because someone thought ahead of time that we need to stock this refrigerator so that it will serve us when we want just about anything we want on the menu. If you don't take time to stock that refrigerator, trust me, when you open it up and you don't see anything you want, it's going to be a great feeling of frustration because now it's just you and that hunger. <laughs> so with these individuals, a lot of them will look to execute aggressions on you. They will look to play games with you. They will look to cause you to be as bitter as they are. How dare you have such a storehouse of love and nurturing in your heart, in your memory of your childhood coming up. And I don't have it. So I'm going to make you pay. I will act friendly with you. I will get close to you so I can have a better chance to landing the death blow on your emotions because you are privileged in a way that I wasn't. And so many of these people will always strive to appear successful and to make up for what they don't have in their heart as far as that storehouse, as far as that full refrigerator of nutritious meals that they can call on to or prepare at any time. They're going to make you feel it. They're going to try to take away that good feeling that you have, that they have, that you have, that they haven't had. Because you can always reach into that when times get rough. So they will try to set you up for rough times. They will try to set you up to put you down. How dare you have this type of confidence that your parents or your mother or whoever it was that raised you fed into you. They don't have this. So for them, the world is cold for them. They resent any warmth in the world. If you notice people like this don't maintain relationships very long. Because they have nothing to give. They can give you a home. They can give you the car. They can give you their presence. But there's a disconnect there that doesn't feed back into you. But they will readily accept 
what you give and after a while become resentful because love is almost a curse to them as an adult because they realize I'm feeling this thing now, but I'm afraid to get attached to it because I didn't have this when I was younger and I, I didn't realize how much I was starving. Who wants to go and know that they didn't have a chance to have even a good meal when they were younger? I'm speaking, I'm speak, speaking abstract now, right? But then they go and see a home where the children are nourished, have lots of food. They have books in the home and the parents sit down with them and read the books. The children have their own rooms. And each room is decorated according to what the child wants. And the parents allow them this because they know the childhood is really brief. The parents show respect to the child and the children show respect to the parents. The children just don't barge in on the bedroom door or through the bedroom door. And when the parents go to the children's door, they knock. Lance, are you okay? Can I come in? And you say, yes, give me a second. Let me put on your clothes or do whatever you're doing. They're respected so you feel safe in that home. You're not being violated. My mother used to take time and wake me up. She wouldn't just open the door and say, get up. Time to get up. You got to go to school. No. She might take 30 minutes to do it. And she would come the first time soft. Because she knows that coming up out of sleep is a process. You see, when I see people who jump up out of nowhere and just jump and start moving around, that is not healthy. That shows me that they didn't have that type of care in their home. Now, no home is perfect and not everybody's going to have the same experiences across the board. But when a parent is so cold to a child, because that's where it starts, it doesn't mean that they neglected something out of ignorance, but they'll they'll soon correct it because they have a desire to correct it. But you have some parents or mothers who don't view the children as anything. They just. Do what they want because they're still in the world. I've heard of situations where there have been certain mothers that just leave their children for weeks on end. And they got to cook for themselves, wash their clothes, go to school. That's going to create a resentment in that child when they realize, mommy, what were you doing? Where did you go? And they know in the back of the mind that it might be another man. And you left your children, but you ran across town with another man for weeks and left us like that. See, there's situations that happen like this all over the world that never get caught. And especially in other countries when you're up somewhere and there's no organizations to make sure the children are safe. So this is why there are children who are open to molestation. And they get older and they realize if my mother was around or my father was around, this would not ever happen. So there's that resentment that they weren't protected. Not all, but that type who resent you for having that full upbringing because it starts in the childhood. Me, I'm looked at by many 
in former circles, almost like that little privileged white boy. <laughs> I'm a black man. I was a black boy coming up in a black neighborhood in a black household. But my parents provided a fertile, growing space. And it embraced other children in the neighborhood as other households have embraced me. So we had a sense of community, not a sense of proximity. You see, because the love went deep, the nurturing went deep. Let me tell you something. I'm 60 years old now and I still feel the love of my parents. I still feel it. I have probably 25 lifetimes of a storehouse that can never go deficient from the reinforcement positively that came from my parents, the nourishment, the lessons, the things they pointed out, not just tossing me food and leaving for weeks or just leaving you all alone emotionally, which brings you into adulthood in a very damaged way. And it's hard to spot these people who don't want to change. If anyone gravitates toward me and they may have had these deficiencies, but they want to change, we can vibe. And guess what? I can share my storehouse with you. That's a healthy relationship. If you're weak in that area, I'm going to strengthen you and immediately cover you until you're strengthened and make you strong immediately. And maybe if there's something that I may need, you can do the same for me. But it's not a 50-50 tit-for-tat thing. This is where the love comes in. And if you never knew love as a child, and you didn't seek, seek it the right way to heal yourself, because many of these people don't want to heal. So when I see a person who has been deficient in their childhood, but they want to heal, that means they identified what the issue was and they want to bring themselves and create and recreate what should have been there. But when you don't want to heal and it's everybody else's fault, every altercation, every argument, every split up of a friendship or family not talking to each other, it's your fault. It's your fault. No, something's wrong with you. It's like that woman who gets into relationships where she's abused physically, emotionally, mentally, all of that spiritually. And you have sympathy for her. You wish for her to get out of the relationship, but she might be in love with that man. But it may be a toxic love as as many types of love are. We just take love for love and behind closed doors, there's a lot of hell going on. But then when that woman finally gets away from that type of man. And she finds someone new who appears to be so loving and stable, nurturing and kind. Only to realize that she got with a wolf in sheep's clothing. And many of these people will end up being sociopathic, narcissistic. In adjusting their view to the world to fit their deficiencies. And when you are a person who is full in the areas where they're deficient, they will begin to despise you. Because in their mind, you're showing them up. If they have convinced the world that they have talent, which it may not be. When the accolades come for their so-called perceived talents, they take it. But if you have blatant talents and abilities, they don't like you too much. They, they will get close to you enough to place the bomb next to your leg and have it blow up and destroy anything that you've built up. That's a threat to their dominance and attention. 
These people can't give love and appreciate something around them that is gifted. They have to tear it down because the gifted individual is a threat to the attention they get. And they're angry at you because they don't have that storehouse. They still have those voids inside their heart, no matter what. And when you get hip to them, it burns them that you know what's not going on with them and their deficiencies where once you were there to even help them with that, to even give them a jump start emotionally so they can have a storehouse to start. And you say, hey, I'm willing to give you 50% of my storehouse because mine is so vast. But they don't want that. They're hell bent on destroying you. They're hell bent on spreading a word about you to make you appear to be evil, to make you appear to not be someone that anybody wants to meet or get along with. And they hide behind that like a thief in the shadows waiting to come in to break into a house, but they hide and watch and see what their, what their handiwork has done. They're like the pyromaniac that burns down a house and runs in the crowd to watch the house burn down, having a sick thrill knowing that they caused that house to burn, but they'll never reveal themselves. Isn't that something? So these people who have been starved of true love, you can go on with them for years. And they have a way of feigning the real thing when they choose to, when they choose to get something out of you, they will feign true love in the love language that you prefer. When two people get together, they have to really discuss what their love languages are. And for that, you have to know yourself. And this is why it's important to date when you're younger. Doesn't mean having sex doesn't mean but date, go out and hang out with members of the opposite sex that you might be interested in, that you might want to take it further as far as courting and engagement and marrying, because this dating thing, it just means, you know, date is a four letter word. And it usually results in the modern time as a four letter word. And that's it. Nothing in between, nothing for the future, nothing to build. And you end up having children out of this dating lust I want to do what I want to do, have sex. At, don't even know the person's last name. Don't even know nothing about them, what their future aspirations are, what their dreams are, what they hope to be in life. And you end up with two and three and four children. And you're pissed at the world. That's a different subject. But then again, you see, you have some young ladies like this. We're being raw here. And again, this doesn't mean everybody. It's just some that seek to fill that void by having these children because in their mind, these children are always going to be connected to them. The man can leave, but I'll have my children. So I'm going to focus on the children or I'm going to use the man to have children and just neglect him and focus on the children and to hell with him. He's just a sperm donor because see, you saw the same thing when you were younger and experienced it. So the only sure shot way of having love is to have children. And see, when you have, this is a different subject, but I just want to touch on it with this one thing. You will see a woman who has children and she will have all of the signs and give all of the signals of wanting to know you, wanting to get involved with you, wanting to marry you. But it's almost like you're a placeholder. 
And this happens both ways with males and females. I'm just using this example because I'm a man. So don't think I'm just throwing off on the ladies. And once you're in place and can get them to the point they don't want to get to, now you're not needed anymore because they never gave you real love. You were just a placeholder. That's speaking on a different subject. But again, these people who don't want to heal themselves, who don't want to understand that you need to learn the many love languages so you have a higher capacity to connect and, and, and foster a fuller relationship with the mate that you have. Because, see, all of these things come from childhood, whether you want to face it or not. And there are some people out here who are so selfish that they do not want to heal. I'm not, I refuse to heal. Take it or leave it. But they didn't woo you that way. They wooed you in with sweet talk. And you said, wow, what a great person. But they amped up the other attributes. But the love language you needed, you didn't see that they didn't show you that kind of love. It was everything else. And when you get involved with this person, you realize that, wait a second. They're very, very selfish. Because they're ignoring my needs. You have needs. I don't care what it is. And I'm not talking about just sex, but yeah, sex too. They will use sex as a controlling factor. If at all. They will deny you that type of intimacy. And then after a few weeks or months or years, well, if it's like that, hey, say, hey, this ain't working. And I got to go because this is something that you need to do to heal up because you're not acknowledging even the basic needs that I have. Yeah, you cook, you clean, but how are you going to expect me to physically restrain myself this way? And some don't care, but these are the same people. I'm not condoning it. Because couples invest a lot as far as money, real estate, time. Decades go by after years. And one of those partners say, you know what? I realized if I, if I, if I knew this before, I wouldn't have gotten with this person. So really and truly, I was always one who was staunch and said, well, you know, you need to stick it through. These people don't give a damn about you. You're the whipping boy or the whipping girl. For what they didn't have. So they're going to repeat the process of what they experienced young with their parents, with their mother or father, where they didn't get. So you're going to have, let's say it in a slang way, you're going to have some didn't get in your life with them. And they're going to withhold that. Because you have to be punished for what you had. And they chose you because you have that storehouse. Isn't that sick? They don't want to utilize it to heal themselves. They want to punish you for having it because you were like that other child in that community who had it and they didn't. So now any person will do. So when that person who is not receiving falls into the arms of someone else, all of a sudden that particular person who you're involved with, you're the bad person now. How dare you? You did this to me. You went and ran with somebody else. But if you have a cat in your yard that has its own shelter and has a pan for food 
in a way that they can get out of the yard if they had to. And you don't put any food in that pan. What do you expect? Are they going to sit there and starve to death while you look to them or they look to you for food? They're going to find themselves out of that yard and they may come back in to the same shelter. But guess what? They have a full stomach. And you realize they're not meowing when they're hungry anymore. You realize that, wait a second, they're getting their food from somewhere else. Well, you can't get mad because you starved them. You understand what I'm saying? (laughs) And so many of us go for years, years starved of affection, whether it's sexual, whether it's the cuddling, whether it's getting a good word of encouragement or acknowledgement. Sweetheart, you are very good at what you do. You are the best. Wow, I'm so lucky to have someone like you. You really have made my life even more pleasurable and more joyful. See, I said more because see, you're supposed to already have some and not depend on them Because remember, again, I said you're two complete individuals. And for the people who are looking for someone in their life who may be on the same level, you have to make sure that you are already on that level. How could I beckon to the universe to bring me the opportunity to have a very nice home? When I'm not even interested in earning slash working for money to purchase at home. How is a woman going to desire a high value man who's in shape, who has all the bills paid, has everything together. When her debts are through the roof and she's terribly out of shape and she has no interest in living the lifestyle that it takes to manifest a high value lifestyle. See, this universe is built off of balance and karma. And what you put out to the universe is what you're going to get. It may take a little longer, but eventually you're going to receive it. And it's going to hurt real bad. It's going to hit you. And when it hits you, you're going to know, wow, this is the reason why it's hitting me. You will know. Because you know what it is that you're doing. Every situation is different. But you have to be careful when you allow others into your life on such a close level. Because it's almost like the best friends. We always hear about these best friends. Well, they were best friends for a long time. Right? And you don't see them together anymore. And you ask and you noticed know before, but you didn't want to ask. But after a while, you're like, I got to just straight up ask. I don't see so-and-so around you no more. Is everything okay? And they will tell you. If this is the one that was, I'm not going to say done wrong, but, you know, yeah, done wrong. Well, you know, I found out that they were really talking bad about me behind my back. You know, there were certain things I confided in them, and they went out to the world and shared it. And I found out through reputable people in my circle that they really resented me. See, 
I've noticed this too in certain situations in my life that I refuse to go back into as far as friendships are concerned. And there are certain friends that I have not contacted in a long time because that's just the way it has been with my change. I know a lot of people. But I remember there was a situation where whenever I was going through stuff really bad, emotionally, like old relationships and stuff, this particular person was always on the phone 24 hours. I mean, really wanting to hear the next development as far as the argument or, or you know, but they never offered a solution. They were just there. Oh, I'm here for you. Call me. I'm here for you. If you ever need anybody to talk to and I'd be crying on the phone. And this is in reference to my former marriage. And just, I don't know what's, why this is and why, whatever. Oh, oh. and they want to hear it all while it's happening too. In the background, you hear her screaming and yelling as a result of the bipolar thing. But they were always there to hear the dirty laundry. But as soon as things got better and you corrected that situation by extracting it out of your life and things got good for you and they would call you to find out what's going on with that situation. Well, that situation is over with. But look, today I did this and it elevated me. Today I did this and I had a wonderful time. Today I did this and I found a new friend who is of the opposite sex, who I don't know if we'll get together or not, but she really gives me a great time just by being around her. Those phone conversations with the former friend were quick because they didn't want to hear positivity because in their life, their mother was cold to them. And that created a lot of dysfunction with the children that were raised up under what I will call an emotionally deficient regime. An emotionally deficient regime that creates emotional imbalanced misfits that are not able to give full love in different gears to the mate that they have and will make an official relationship with. It's, it's not even, I would say, a dependence. They want to get into that relationship with you to take out the anger that they had from what they didn't get. So they will attract most often, lots of times, people who have full storehouses of love that were invested into them from very young. Oh, they need it and they love it. But after they get their fill of it, they're going to resent you because there's always a slow brewing resentment. And this doesn't just have to be in committed relationships. It could be in friendships. It could be between neighbors. There are a lot of people who know me before I knew them. And when they see that you really are that way, they will begin to have resentment towards you. See? And want to tear you down and break you down and, and say little things. And this is all of them now. Relationships, committed, friendships, whatever. As soon as you start to get what they think is too high in your momentum toward achieving things. in that momentum in not just believing in yourself but knowing yourself. They have to bring you down. A few levels. You could be amongst other friends where maybe it's your circle of friends on one level. 
that they are not really a part of that circle. But that circle of friends know about this friend. It's just that you never had a chance to really sit down and eat dinner or go out together. See? So now you've incorporated this friend into your other circle because, you know, we have work friends. We have people in our community, neighbors. We have people who we do things as far as hobbies are concerned. So those can overlap, right? But some overlap a little bit. See? So when you get around that particular circle of friends, it may be a newer circle of friends that you are all involved in a certain activity. But this old friend that you have who is around you resenting the storehouse of love that you have when they come around for that dinner and they're getting to know this old friend that you have. That old friend will act courteous and see how you are respected by these other individuals and they won't like it. Because you're sharing your storehouse of love that you had from the nurturing and caring in your younger years with them. And they're reciprocating to you that same love because they have a storehouse. Some have more, some have less, but they have the currency of love exchanging and appreciating. And this old friend who will show you just enough gets very envious now that you have independent sources of love from other people. And at that dinner table, they will subtly try to embarrass you. They will subtly try to embarrass you about maybe a situation that happened to you in the past that only they know about, but now they're going to mention it. They may, they may mask it or or wrap it in a thinly veiled compliment in order to deliver it. Because if, it, if they came out straight with it, it would be obvious that they are a hater, that they are not your friend. So they have to reluctantly say something good about you. And you can tell, you knowing them, you know that they're saying this, but they don't really mean it. And you're almost ready for the one-two punch. The first was a jab of a compliment. The next one is a knockout blow of something embarrassing. They may speak about how you are an overcomer. Your friends and say, you know, Lance, you are an overcomer. You have come and, and, you, and you have so much ahead of you. You have so much energy, so much enthusiasm at your age. And you're still reinventing yourself. You're still adding other chapters to your book. And that old friend will say, yes. He's an overcomer. Did he ever tell you how he got through chapter 13 bankruptcy? Did he ever tell you how he found that he had STDs, but he took care of it and he's healthy now? Did he ever tell you how he had an old girlfriend that he caught in the bed with another man? Like, who does that? But they'll mask it. In a compliment because they want to bring you down a notch and they'll get angry when those new circle of friends, which have been around for years, but they're not as uh, it's not as a long friendship is with the original we're talking about. I'm making this up to prove a point. This has never happened to me like that. Milder things have happened. But see, I know in the back up as soon as I sniff this kind of thing, you won't. 
You won't see me around too much. No, you won't. And you have to be ready to let these types go when you realize that they are in a situation where they're not looking to heal themselves, but they're looking to make you pay by stringing you along and not letting the love flow because they're resentful of what you already have that they could never, ever take away. I have multiple talents. I'm good at things that no one person knows, put it this way, of all the things that I can, I'm pretty good at. You know, people didn't realize I was very good at designing homes. I worked as an apprentice under Paul Friedberg and Associates, who they did most of the structures in the Chinese Olympics, and I worked for them in 1985. See, I was going to go to City College and be an architect, but I chose not to do that. But who, how many people that know me know that? They don't really know that. There's a lot of things that I've touched and kissed and embraced and thought I was going to do and just change my mind. And I ended up in the eyes of many who really know me. They say, man, you know, you're, you're, you're a blue collar dude, but you're not really a blue collar dude. Not to put down any blue collar people. So now I have the time to pursue so many different things that I've had in my heart to do. I have the time for it now. So what I can do in one day would have taken me two weeks. And so there are a lot of people who have tried to put me down that way, tried to discourage me, tried to short circuit the things that I desired by even actually trying to bring me facts of why I can't do this. And I'm like, why would they do that? Well, because they had a resentment. They don't want to see you. Maybe they felt that you should come up and have dealt with what they had to deal with. That's a lot of it too. How dare you not have to, uh, uh, coming up without the childhood I had to endure. You're so lucky. F you. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to try my best to tear you down because no, I never took it that way. There are people who I know right now who are very affluent, very affluent. And I don't resent them for it. In my mind, not because they're affluent. Their being affluent on a financial level came from certain laws that they submitted to and hard work and sacrifice and discipline and being focused, living below their means until certain things happen and they still live below their means. I know many like that. And I'm not knocking their door every day saying, hey, uh, you know, I need this, I need that. I take it on the chin because it's a lesson for me to elevate. If you don't fall off the bike and bruise your knee, there's no motivation for you to keep your balance at that point where you find yourself again, where you might fall and you catch yourself. But you have to have that knee bust in time, hopefully not too many. And I hope you don't fall on your face, but your elbows and your knees. This is why children they are supposed to have the pads on because those are the points that are going to hit the concrete. But even still, you learn your lesson then. But the bottom line is. We have to realize what we were deficient in and self-correct and not be bitter. But these people who are resentful of you because they didn't have the love in childhood. Lots of times if they refuse to heal, they refuse to acknowledge a problem, a challenge or an issue, and they will never change.
and it will always, after a while, get so fed up with your progress. After they spoke negativity to say to the world that you'll never make it there. See, I'm used to being long suffering. Here it is when you are in a situation like this and you don't realize it's that severe. You have to have your goals and your aspirations as an individual that you do and nobody else does. You have to have something attached to your name that doesn't belong to anybody else. So when they want to put you down, you have something that you're shining brightly in. And every time they put you down, the person that they told this to behind your back will say, wait a second. This person it doesn't mean you're a great person, but at least you're achieving. And the best ways to achieve. Is when you can when you can achieve on your own, away from a company, away from this business, away from, and it may be very much that, let it be yours. Because you have many people who will enter your life like a computer virus only to make your life crash. I had a few try that on me when I recently moved to Africa after I got here. And I'm laughing because I'm so glad that individuals have played themselves and showed their ass. Now my shine will kill them every time because you're trying to kill it. You show what's in your heart. And now I'm going to purposely shine. Not with you in mind, but that gives me the legality to do so. Because see, we all were put here to shine and our childhood Issues will stop us because even those people will have seeds of greatness and be able to manifest certain amount of good things. But it doesn't mean that those things stop them from hurting. How many people have we known who grew up probably in poverty? Doesn't mean they're bad people, but they grew up poor. So their thing is, oh, I, I, I have to get this BMW. I have to get this Benz. I have to have this mansion. I have to have and they're hurting inside. And when they get the mansion and when they get the big expensive Mercedes Benz, because you have a lot of cheap Benzes out here. It doesn't mean it doesn't hold the weight that it did back in the 80s. Right. <laughs> you get used baby Benzes. Right. But but those things don't stop them from wanting to put a bullet in their head. Because of the emptiness that they have on the inside. See, for them, they have to build up the superficial. Wall of success. So people can acknowledge them for the worldly success, not knowing they're not successful at even healing themselves from the inside. What good is it to have all of this? And on the inside, you still feel below par. You still feel less than you still feel less than other people, which the people who have the storehouse of love are not trying to make you feel less. But you take it that way. When they praise their parents and praise the household that they were raised in and talk about childhood memories that were so good that's all I have to do when anybody tries to put me down is I could be sitting next to them and they do it they say something to make me upset or tell me what I can't do because I know I'm gonna do it number one you see my father see you know your mother and your father are very important to have in your life and they both will offer some of the same 
overlapping training and attributes to you, but each one has something they specialize or a few things they specialize in. So I can say with the aggression as a man righteously to go and reach to a higher level and to not let anything deter me. That mainly comes from him, that masculine energy and drive, but it's tempered by the softer energy that is still very strong, right? From my mother. And it's a combination on all gears that made me the way I am. So I'm not going to take credit. Lance, you're a great man. It's because if I'm a great meal, my parents went in the kitchen and whipped that great meal up. I have nothing to do with that. And fostered me up in the environment to nurture. And so even when these other entities who take your love that you received when you were younger as something to be resentful at, they are perpetually pissed. I remember I showed someone who used to be close to me a piece of my artwork. I didn't want them to just jump through. Oh, my God, you're the greatest artist in the world because I'm not. But the way their face looked at it. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. They didn't like it. They did not like it. And that hit me to what they would eventually do years later. Because I knew they had the potential to be a big backstabber. And I knew through their bloodline what they didn't get when they were younger. So it was a collision course eventually going to happen. Yeah, I'm deep that way. I used to read my mother's psychology books when she was going for another degree. And she had these classes. And I was like 10, 11 years old. I used to think it was so interesting. And it resonated with me deeply what I saw. But it's not just about that science of psychology because there's spirituality also. And there's so many different things that make people do what they do. See, when you talk to somebody, have you ever talked to somebody? And you say, boy, you know, the weather here is nice where I am. It's so sunny. It's warm just enough. It is such a beautiful day. There's not a cloud in the sky. And with the person you're talking to, they say, I wish it was like that over here. It's been raining for a week and we haven't seen the sun all week. It's raining cats and dogs. I can't even go outside to do what I want to do without being wet or getting wet. See, it's two people, but they're in different realities and different mindsets. And so you have to figure out when entities find themselves in your life is it because they want to get close to you to deliver the death blow. Do they want to slow you down or do they want to aid you, build you up with the joy of seeing you built up? Because see, people like this that are on the negative type, nothing really builds with their life. They don't really follow through with what they say they're going to do when they're at the podium and they're talking so good and powerful and they want to be heard. But as soon as you ask them, like, where are we going with this? It's not about where they're going with this. They just wanted the attention to fill up the voids that they had from childhood. Give me attention. My mama never gave me attention. My daddy never gave me attention. So let me sit up in front of this crowd and talk and talk and talk. I really don't plan on doing anything. <laughs> I've been through that so many times before down through the years. It's like, okay, this ain't going to last too long. But right now in my life, I don't even accept individuals in my life like that. And I can talk about different types too. 
And I will probably the rest of this week. I'll just get down and do a little hour and talking. If there's anything that I said in this particular episode, just let me know. And I'll, you know, go deeper on it because each of these things are never really a topic unto itself. It's usually multiple traits of different things you can talk about. So I'll go off on this one. I'll go off on that one. Look, I'm asking you, if you listen to this much, tell me what you want me to talk about on a human nature level. Give me a specific situation. I challenge myself and I challenge you to challenge me. I'm not saying I know everything, but I've been through so much great stuff, good stuff. Oh, but I've been through a whole lot of dirt through individuals who didn't have clean hearts when they came around me. But I don't harp on that because I'm set now to go to levels that I've never achieved before. And one of the main factors is that there are many toxic individuals who are away from me now. And I'm in a place where I will soon have the space and the time and tranquility. I have nothing else to do but create. Whether it's art or writing or doing the shows. And that's why the shows have been lean right now because I've been focused. And most of you know what it is. I've been focusing on that. Oh, yes. And I thank my creator for bringing me to this point. To have known all of what the negativities of this world were. So I know how to avoid them, fight them, deflect them, work around them. That's really what the joy is. That's really what it is. So just want to say, I want to thank you for listening. I can go on for another couple of hours, but I'm not going to wear your ears down like that. I just want to say that I love you all who are good with me and those who are not. Don't waste your time trying me because I know who you are. And I'm going to destroy you because you want to destroy me. Just let me do what my creator put me here to do and share the love in that great storehouse that Mr. and Mrs. Lance Skirvin gave me to share with the world. That's all I want to do. And I want to do it in love. But don't think I'm soft and don't think. I won't go at you aggressively when I know you're a snake in my life. That's the bottom line. You have to protect yourself at all times, mentally, physically, spiritually, and more so emotionally. Thank you all for listening. I'm on to the next one. Leave your comments, like, and subscribe. Lance Curve out. Peace. Time I think you're gonna walk out of my door I start to jump to the conclusion You don't love me no more Babe, give me something to work with Can you just reassure
Save yourself. 